Welcome, everyone, to the Dead Pair Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rambo, and with me is my co-host and large mammal friend, Sean Allen. Sean? <laughs> How you doing, Jason? Good, buddy. How you doing tonight? Good. All right, Sean, so nobody knows who the heck we are. Uh, why don't you give them a brief rundown, a little bit of background. Who are you? Uh, Sean Alley, uh, current registered shooter. Um, been shooting, hunting, grew up in Ohio. Uh, so farmland, uh, rabbits, squirrels, all that stuff back in the day, deer hunting, uh, and then started shooting, um, clay targets for practice for fun. And, uh, your father, I think invited me to go with you guys to a, uh, a sporting clays outing or event, uh, at a nature club or something like that. And went out there and felt what it was like to kind of play a game with a shotgun. And man, I was absolutely hooked after it was done. And it was just, uh, so exciting and I did it for, for quite a while, and then, uh, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jason? What's, what's your story? Well, um, born and raised in Ohio. Uh, again, pheasant, rabbit, squirrel, you know, you name it, hunting. I did it myself growing up. Um, shot a little trap in high school. I think I was on the high school FFA trap team, you know, nothing, nothing to write home about. And then, like you said, Dad took us to a small conservation club here locally, had a little hand-set 50-bird trap. And I remember being right in the middle of the round and looking at my dad and saying, you know, if you ever do this and you don't include me, I'm going to be so mad. He goes, Jason, <laughs> he said, we do this every weekend. And that started it. Oh, yeah. And we, yeah. we chased him and his buddies around, and there was a group of four or five of us that ran with them. And, man, what a riot. And then that was like 94, 95. Yep. Yep. And then we both got out of the sport for different reasons. Um, came back to it in 2017, just playing around with it. Never forget the look on your face and another friend that was with us when I said, hey, let's try some register targets. And you guys looked at me like a reverse unicorn or something. Right, yeah. It was like, what are you, what are you talking uh, about, yeah. man? <laughs> and, uh, boy, we thought we were going to light the world on fire. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, how wrong we were. Oh, man. I remember <laughs> I remember at the, the end of that tournament, the three of us looked at each other, and it was like, uh-oh. Number one, we got a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And number two, we're hooked. Oh, yeah. You know, that was the end of it. We were, we were dead hooked, gut hooked, as they say. But, um, well, Sean, I want to tell everybody what our goals are for this podcast. Um you know, there's a little bit of variances out there in podcasts. I want everybody to understand why we're doing this. And our goal, number one, is to bring new shooters into the sporting clay sport that we love so much. Yeah, um, absolutely. Number two is is to get those recreational shooters to try competition because that's where the real fun's at, you know. Yep. And if the NSCA grows, it's just going to get better for everybody. Yep. Um, and the third thing is to help the competitive shooter that's already competing – Maybe we can help them with some knowledge along the way. Now, that's not going to come from us. That's going to come from our guests because we're still learning too, right? We're right. not master class shooters. So. Right. But um, why don't you tell everybody, Sean, what our mission statement is? Well, we kind of sat down and talked this through. This has kind of been rattling around in our brains for a while now. Um, basically, it's, it's the, the whole enchilada is that there's people that want to get into this sport. And it's easy to spend a lot of money and spend it the wrong way. So that's, that's a bad thing. So having somebody help you out and hopefully narrow down some choices and things will be beneficial to them. And, and we, we both made some expensive mistakes. Oh, early, man, did we? Early ever. on and uh, wasted money on the wrong things at the wrong times. 
Yeah. Uh, and we can talk more about that later. Uh, but we want to try to, you know, reach everybody, whether you're a, a male shooter, a woman shooter, a kid. Um, anybody can 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 play this game, so to speak. And, That's right. And uh, it really, the, the game is a great equalizer because you don't necessarily need to be physically, you know, um, superior to anybody else like in other, other sports. Uh, it's basically hand-eye coordination, focus. Uh, so, you know, it, whether you're five years old or, or 50 years old, uh, it, it's pretty even across the board. But anyways... We want to really try to bring people like that into the sport, educate them about what sporting clays is all about, and then potentially turn uh, new shooters into competitive shooters. That's right. You know, I had a family friend, and when I say family friend, this guy was friends with my family before I was born. I mean, um, for those that care, I'm about to be 48 years old, and you know, I remember rabbit hunting with this guy when I was eight. So... He calls me one day, and he says he's been camping out there at the Cardinal Center, and um, he kept looking across that parking lot and seeing all those trap fields, and he knew there was a sporting clay course in the back, and, man, he had to itch. And before I could say anything, he says, you know, he says, some friends called me up, and they want me to go shoot around the sporting clays with them this weekend. And, and I said, you know, guy's name's Doug. And I said, Doug, that's awesome, man. You're going to love it. You're going to have a great time. He said, Jason, I'm scared to death. Now, to set the scene for you, this guy's six foot six. He's got a big old, wider, bushy mustache, and <laughs> let's just say this isn't a guy you want to cross in a dark alley, okay? And let's certainly not somebody you think would be nervous uh, about trying to go shoot some sporting clubs. No, and you can you could hear he was trembling, his voice, you know. And I said, Doug, what are you talking about? He said, I don't want to look like a fool. Yeah. He had no idea if the gun he had would work. He didn't know what chokes to use. He didn't know what shells to buy. Didn't know anything about safety glasses or earplugs. Didn't know that that was required. Didn't know anything about a shell bag or shell vest. Now, without sending him to the very top-notch stuff, I just want this guy to go have fun. I told him what he what was required to go shoot and how yeah. to play the game. And he said, you're kidding me. And, and I said, Doug, I said, uh, you're a big NASCAR fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, can you imagine pulling your family sedan into the pits, getting out, and put a hundred dollar bill in the front pocket of Chase Elliott's jersey there, and saying, "I'm going to take your old car out there for a couple spin on the, you know, a couple laps on the track." And he interrupted me. He said, "Not without going to jail." And I said, "You're right." I said, "But you know what?" He said, "What?" I said, "You could have went over to that clubhouse. You could have rented a shotgun. Yep. You could have bought the shells. Yep. You could have bought a uh, a nice little vest or or a, a shell bag. Yep. I said they got safety glasses." They've got earplugs, and I said, either one of those Spangler brothers that run that club have been happy to take you out on the course, show you the rules of the game and how it's played, what not to do, what to do, you know. Absolutely. Not a lesson, but just point the guy in the right direction, get him to understand. He goes, you've got to be kidding me. I had no idea. Yeah. I said, that's it. I, I want to do something where we can help people. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's other podcasts out there, and I – you know what? I love them. I listen to them all the time. I encourage everybody to listen to them, especially if you're a competitive shooter. But I want to focus on the new guy. I want to focus on the guy that doesn't know what he's doing or what to expect. Or or maybe he, he has shot a few rounds with his buddies on the weekend, but he's maybe he's tired of looking like a fool, you yeah. know, in his mind. So I want to help those people. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs – a little push or a little nudge. Uh, I mean, no matter what the sport is, I don't care if you're getting into golf, you're getting into fishing, you're getting into, you know, name a sport, soccer, football, baseball. The easiest way to learn is to go out with somebody that's already doing it 
and have them kind of show you the ropes. Now, that not, doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to show you everything 100% the way it should be. Right. And, uh, and that comes with time and doing it and talking to the right people. And hopefully we'll be able to get the right people to help us out and help other people with, with the sport. Absolutely. Along the way, we're going to. We're going to cut on a few people, you know. <laughs> we're going to have some fun, but uh, no, we're going to we're going to cover some events when we can. Uh, we're going to have some really good guests on, people that are influential in the sport, um, some people that have won big, big, big championships, you yep. know, national champions, world champions, and we're also going to have the local guy that can help you out. So, yep. won't you? Uh, why don't you read a little bit of our mission statement, Sean? I mean, I know we're going to have it posted on the website here, but I, I want you to maybe clarify a few things. Okay. Well, we're, we're basically trying to make this podcast a, a family-oriented, inform, informative, and entertaining podcast. Um, you know, again, trying to provide real-world uh, information for recreational and uh, competitive men, women, and, and youth clay shooters. Um, we're going to try to to talk to shooters. We're going to try to talk to coaches. We're going to try to talk to product and service specialists so they can tell us about their gear and, you know, what's good about this, what's bad about this. Uh, but in the end, it's it's our goal to draw new people into the sport, get them shooting sporting clays. Uh, and if you're already in the sport, we're going to try to make you a better shooter. Um, I think we can help people anywhere from beginner on up to intermediate. And then once they get past that level, uh, you know, there, there's other avenues for that. Right, right. Absolutely. So moving on, um, getting started, Sean, you and I recently competed at the Cardinal Center at my favorite shoot of the year, the Pilgrim Shoot at Night. Yeah, I mean, it's right now it's November here in Ohio. Typically, it's cold and nasty, and last weekend was probably the most beautiful weekend I can remember oh, in, in decades Absolutely. here in Ohio. I, I know the, the prior shoots that we've gone to, it's been snowing, it's been blowing, it's been 20 degrees, freezing, you know, you got to wear three layers of clothes plus your car hearts just to stay warm. <laughs> Last weekend, most of the tournament, you could shoot in a pair of jeans and T-shirts, maybe throw on a flannel or a, or a hooded sweatshirt at the end of the night, and it was just so enjoyable to be out there at night. Oh, man, and the targets. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jake Jake and Luke Spangler put on a heck of an event, um, and, boy, did they make you work for them. Yeah. They really did. And for people that have never shot clays at night, um, you know, in the daytime is when you're typically doing any kind of shooting or hunting. At night, uh, they use light towers to light up the, the course, and uh, there's a lot of difference in the way your eyes and your brain interpret yeah. the lead, the speed, the depth perception of everything. So it can throw you a little off if you're if you're uninitiated to it. Uh, yeah. um, and, a lot, and we talked to some people who were, you know, master class, uh, former champions and stuff that even after they shot it were kind of a little bewildered uh, on, like, wow, that was a little harder yeah, than so I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's clarify that. The stations and the shooting field was extremely well lit. Absolutely. Um, I think they had two light towers um, on each station. And for anybody that's doing the math, you take two courses with 16 stations each. That's yep. 32 stations times two light towers apiece. That's 64 light towers. I'd have liked to have seen that, Bill. Yeah, they were bringing those <laughs> light towers in on flatbeds. I know they rented a lot of them, and they do it each year. Um at, at Cardinal, but it's well lit. You can see everything fine. The problem is you got this background. gigantic black background. Yes, you cannot it, judge distance on any of those it, targets. It's very tough. It's very tough. Yes, for sure. And, it, you know, they had the prelim shoot during the daytime. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, it was 
no, don't don't get me wrong. The targets were really fun. I had a good time. Yep. But man, did you have if you can't let up? And I think I told Jake. And uh, by the way, we have some interviews we're going to play for you. But I think I told Jake in an interview. I know when I'm mad at myself for not breaking a target or maybe dropping one or two in a, in a run that the target setter did their job. When you go there and you feel like you've been beat up instead of beat, right? Then you know when you want to when you get to throw your gun out the window of the truck as you're driving down the road, you know that the target center went a little too far. Right. right. He didn't do that. He made every target was what I would call hittable, but you couldn't let up. No, you had to and, focus the whole time. And for me, I tell you, if you look at my scores, which I don't encourage anybody to do, fr- <laughs> Friday night, I just, for whatever reason, I struggled. I really did. We shot the red course, which is uh, mostly in the woods. So you had some trees and tree limbs and stuff for background, which kind of helped out. But, you know, it had been, it'd been a year since I shot at night. And I just, for whatever reason, my brain, my eyeballs weren't working that well. Uh, and I didn't do very well Friday night. Now, Saturday night was a different story. I finally got kind of things reprogrammed, and I was able to shoot a lot better. Uh, actually went uh, tied for second in my class. Right. So, obviously did a lot better than Friday night, but it does. It, it throws you off, and I think people that go out there to do it need to realize that uh, do it is a fun thing. It, it's yeah. an interesting thing. It's right. something you don't get a, a, an opportunity to do very often. So, you know, if, well, you, if you can, do it. But And another thing, too, um, before we get into the interviews, you know, the event ran very smooth. Um, there was a couple of hangups, mechanical hangups with throwers. You're going to yeah, have that anywhere. Is. I mean, it's you know, it it's a mechanical device. It fails. You can't help that. Right. Um, the food was excellent. Yeah. Um, I think they did a nice job with that. Um, yep. If if I had a bone to pick, if you know, you always got to be a critic, right? <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> right. always a critic. If I had a bone to pick, and this is really, I think, something they didn't quite see coming but i think i would have put in two practice fields the line every time we went to practice was out the door i mean it was i think when we talked to jake there was like over 300 people that signed up for this shoot and that's probably way bigger than the last two years and that probably was because of the weather i mean a lot of people won't come out when it's freezing cold i mean other than us we're uh (laughs) we're crazy like but yeah think about what you just said though that's over 300 people in ohio in november yep that went Signed up for a weekend tournament. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and, you know, the thing of it is there were some problems and there were some issues, but to, to Jake and Luke's credit and credit to the Cardinal Center, they always are able to be on top of it. they got plenty of staff there, yes. and they're they're up and running. You know, if there's a, a thrower that goes down or something happens, a bad battery or whatever, they've got the staff, they've got the tools to get everything back up and running immediately, and there's usually not too much of a hiccup. Yep, yep. And, you know, <laughs> We're going to beat up on some of our local clubs because, you know, as they say, low-hanging fruit. But we're very fortunate here in Ohio to have world-class facilities. Oh, you ain't kidding. I mean, look at kidding. look at Eagle's Nest. Look how beautiful that place is. You know, Dan Bailey, he does a phenomenal job with setting targets. Yep. The grounds are impeccable. Um, you know, and I can go on down the list. Hill and Dale, C4. Uh, there's all kinds of great clubs here in Ohio, and we're going to have them on. We're going to have some of those people on. But um, for now, Sean, let's get to the interviews of the Pilgrim Shoot at Night. I think some of you people will find these entertaining, very interesting. Yep. And yep. we've interviewed people that are master's class and people that have never shot a registered tournament before. 
both before and after the tournament. We got their, their take before and after. So I think everybody's going to enjoy this. Just keep in mind, it's about as raw as you can get. We've never done this before. We're yeah, not professional. We, we, we had a handheld recorder. We were out there in the field so you can hear the, the, the shots going off and the background noise. But I think overall the interviews went well, and, and we got yes. the information that was necessary for people to understand. So Yep, absolutely. I mean, like I said, we interview people that's never shot a registered tournament before. So, you know, when you're interviewing somebody and they're looking at me like, why are you putting a microphone in my face? I'm no <laughs> pro, you know. But uh, it was great, though. You could hear some of the personalities of people. You can hear what they really thought of the event. And uh, we hope you enjoy them. All right. So Sean and I are here at the Cardinal Center for the Pilgrim Shoot at Night. We have with us Jake and Luke Spangler. Guys, Jake, would you introduce yourself and tell us what your official position is here at Cardinal? Uh, Jake Spengler, Cardinal Shooting Center Sporting Clays Manager. I've uh, been here for six and a half years. Uh, came from Elk Creek, in, Elk Creek in Northern Kentucky, and it's been a blessing and a privilege to be at the Cardinal Center. <laughs> Luke, what about you, buddy? My name is Luke Spengler. I am the Trap Shooting and Tournament Director Manager here at the Cardinal Shooting Center. And I've been here for almost eight years. And I came from a club down in Liberty, Texas called Claymount Shooting Center. Sean, I don't know about you, but this is definitely one of the shoots that I look forward to every year. This is one of my favorites. Um, something about the atmosphere here. You know, we shot last night on the blue course, and then we shot the prelim today. What, what do you think, Sean? The targets are pretty awesome, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a totally different thing to shoot at night. It really uh, changes a lot of how you see targets, your depth perception, your leads. Um, it just works differently with your brain versus shooting in the daytime. Uh, enjoy it. Look forward to it every year. How, how long have you guys been doing this now, this night shoot? Uh, the night shoot started in 2017. We only ran one course that year. On the red, it was 16 stations. We brought in 30 light towers. We got away with using one light tower on some stations as opposed to two like we do now. Uh, but the idea really came from a friend of ours who said that he wanted to shoot a registered sporting clays tournament at night. Uh, so we put our heads together and came up with this idea and figured out how we could get it funded or part of the cost covered at least uh, just to provide shooters with a little bit different experience than what they normally have at a regular registered NSCA event. Anytime Jake and Luke put their heads together it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I well, can, what, did, what did you end up with? Was it 300 and uh, 340? I haven't looked at numbers today. Last I knew we were almost 320, 318, something like that, total entries. Registered, a lot of shooters. Registered shooters in November in Ohio. That is incredible. Um, I noticed on the in the Clay Target Nation magazine, you guys are third ranked in the nation for the most targets, volume target-wise, thrown this year. That's impressive. I mean, you had the state shoot here this year, the SCTP Nationals. Last year, you had the regionals, the state, and the SCTP Nationals. I mean, it's got to be mind-blowing to keep up with all these all these throwers and all the staff and uh, not to mention all the targets all the, the shells the crew oh, the cleanup i mean i can't even imagine what goes into this i mean how how soon do you guys or how far in advance do you guys start planning for events like these you know you you really want to see at least six to eight months for of a, a planning stage that that gives you ample amount of time to really plan for a top-notch event you know we don't want to just throw it together and 
expect people to show up and have a good time. We plan every single aspect of the event out. And uh, like I said, we have a we have a great staff. We're, we're blessed with that. And uh, they do a fantastic job, and, and we wouldn't be able to do it without them. Absolutely. I know you guys lost the bid for the state. Line. I think it's every two years it has to rotate, correct? Correct. So are you still doing the SCTP Nationals next year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're contracted with SCTP Nationals through 2029 right now. Gotcha. And, uh, so right now we are actually considered the home of the Scholastic Clay Target Program. Gotcha. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of different shooters out here. I mean, you've got everything from, uh, I know there's a few fellows here I talked to that this is going to be their first registered shoot. Um, and there's also, you know, everybody in between, um, amateurs, mediocre, or, or I'm sorry, intermediate, as well as master class that have been shooting for, for decades maybe. So I know that uh, across the board, it seems like everybody wants to come do this. Yeah, definitely. So what's, what's the... I guess you could say, what's the upcoming events that you're looking forward to next year, the big ones? Next next year we actually get to kind of remain status quo if there is such a thing at, in, at the Cardinal Center. Um, we will do some additional improvements. We'll add some skeet fields, uh, another international bunker. Uh, and that's for SCTP Nationals. The demand for, for those venues is, is high. Uh, so we always look forward to that event just because the amount of competitors involved. Go ahead, Jason. Well, let's back up here a minute. You guys have trap, skeet, and sporting here. How many trap fields are there? 52. 52 trap fields. And how many skeet fields? 14 right now with plans of building six more, which will be completed by summer next year. Wow, that blows me away. And then for the sporting, you have... Two 100-bird two courses, mm -hmm. you have the five-stand, and you have a make-or-break, and now you also have bunker. Yeah, we also, well, yeah, we, for, for international, we have four bunkers right now over overlaid on the skeet fields with our practice bunker that's still up front on the trap line. And we're going to essentially move that practice bunker that's up on the trap line over to skeet. Now, it's we'll be using the equipment, but we'll be building a brand new bunker over there with the addition of, well, with the, the four additional bunkers that we already have existing over there right now. And to expand on that, you also have a rifle range, mm -hmm. a pistol range, mm -hmm. an archery range, mm -hmm. and I'm, I know I'm going to screw this number up, so I'll ask, how many camper hookups do you have? Just under 600. Gee, many Christmas. Plus, yeah, so how many acres does this facility encompass? I mean, this is just a huge six, piece of property. About 1,600. 1,600 acres? Mm -hmm. wow. wow. So so I guess you could come here and say you could pretty much do whatever you want if you're into any kind of shooting or or uh, even camping that's, or just visiting. <laughs> that's, that's the thought, yeah. That gotcha. is the thought. That's pretty awesome. This is a great facility, and we always enjoy coming out here to see you guys. So back Thank to you. this event, who set the targets? Was it both of you or one of you? Or? Uh, I set uh, the red course for the under the lights. Luke set the blue course for under the lights. Uh, and then... Mr. Nick Sage with Promatic Inc. set half of the prelim, and I set the other half of the prelim. Gotcha. So now I know who tires to slash tonight, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I, I, honestly, anytime I'm mad at myself, I know they're good targets. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it really wasn't that we were mad at anybody else. It You had to stay in it the whole way today. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be like that again tonight, the red course under the lights that we're getting ready to shoot, but um, or excuse me, the blue course. But... 
anytime you go to an event and you have got to stay in it, you know, planning every single station, every single target, every time, there's no give me's anywhere around the course. I just think the targets were awesome. I really yeah. do. I think they were great targets. And I'm looking forward to tonight. And, and honestly, they were a good mixed uh, variation of targets. I mean, you had some, some fluffy stuff, some easy stuff to to make the uh, beginning and novice shooters happy. You had plenty of intermediate targets, and then you had some that really would make some masters scratch their heads, I'm sure. So you guys always throw a very good mixed bag of targets when we come to these events, and uh, you know you, you just can't go into thinking that you're gonna run anything because it's always a challenge, and it definitely pushed us today and last night. So looking forward to doing the blue course tonight and what we've got in store for us, we're, we're definitely looking forward to it. Absolutely, yeah. I think Sean and I are both a little spoiled because we live so close here, you know, I mean, this is, Hey, sweet uh, things. Absolutely, a world-class facility, and we're lucky enough to be this close to it, you know. Yep, absolutely. So. Uh, any other final thoughts, closing thoughts about the night shoot? I mean, what, uh, what would you like people to know about it uh, if they're considering coming next year? Get it on your schedule. Uh, it's always the weekend following the time change. I think next year that's the second full weekend in November, 12th, 13th, 14th maybe. Uh, we're actually going to throw some kind of event on sunday once everybody gets done kind of a farewell cup type deal uh I'll, we'll have more details on that as we get closer to it uh, but it'll be two courses it'll be under the lights and it will be fun speaking of that so if anybody wants to plan on this for next year we talked about camper hookups i know you have a few cabins available right and what hotels or amenities are close by so somebody can plan to make this trip if you were coming from out of state and you're a hotel dweller, I would suggest looking at anything at the Polaris exit uh, or even the Sunbury, Delaware exit. You can find stuff all the time, uh, and there's plenty of amenities, restaurants, bars, other other entertainment. Uh, kid-friendly entertainment. Yeah, even, yeah. Kid-friendly entertainment, even though we'd like you to spend all your money here and all your time. <laughs> yeah, and, and Polaris is, for people that don't know, Polaris is just a 15-minute drive down the road, down 71. And the Cardinal Center is very easy to find. It's right off of the uh, Route 71. And what's the exit here? It's the 141. 141, exit 141. So it's very easy to come. Um, 71 runs, runs north and south, so you can come you know, Cleveland on down or Cincinnati on up and into Columbus. It's north of Columbus. Uh, but uh, very easy to get to, and, and it's very easy drive through the facility. You can definitely find your way. It's well marked. All the signs are up. Um, again, it's just a, it's a great facility for anybody who's looking to come and, and see what it's all about here at Cardinal. Even for way out of towners, I mean, you're probably only what 45 minutes from the airport. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah. I mean, that's, about 40, that's 45 close. minutes. Right. Well, guys, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you guys spending a few minutes with us. I know you guys are busy trying to fill machines back up and get ready for tonight. Maybe we can get you guys in studio, sit down, and cut up with us uh, on an episode here in the near future. But greatly great. appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Knocked it out of the park again on this event. Yeah. Jake, Luke, thank you both. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, guys. You bet, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. Appreciate All right. it, fellas. Yep. All right. We're here with Dalton Oliver. Dalton, uh, introduce yourself if you would. Tell us how old you are, how long you've been shooting, uh, what class you shoot in. My name's Dalton Oliver, and I am 22. I've been shooting for about 12 years, and I'm in master class. And you won the U.S. Open in 2000, was it 19? 17. 17, okay. I'm a little Yeah, I technically won the U.S. Open, but the Super Final knocked me out of it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And the shoot-off? Who did yep. you shoot off with? Uh, Brandon Powell, David Radulovich, Gavin Miles, Zachary Kainbaum, Mike Wilgus, and Hunter Dreher. Well, at least there wasn't any big names in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, what uh, kind of gun you shoot? I shoot a Zoli 
Z Sport high rib. Uh, shells. Uh, Fioki twelve fifty. One ounce. Shooting dynamics. Oh, one shooting eighth dynamics. ounce. Okay. Cool. So you've never shot the night shoot before, nope. but you just got done with the prelim. What'd you think of the targets? I thought they were good and technical. Yeah, for sure. There was some harder stuff than I thought I was going to see here. Now, have you sure. been to the Cardinal Center before? Yeah. Okay. And shot some tournaments here before? Mm -hmm. All right. I'm so good friends with Jake and Luke. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we just got done talking with them not too long ago. Oh, they're they're great guys. So what course are you on tonight? Uh, I am shooting the red course. Red course tonight. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll catch up with you afterwards and get your opinion on it, see what you think. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I assume you've shot under the lights before, though, right? No, I have not. Oh, you've not? Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, it'll be interesting to get your opinion on what you think. We shot the red course last night, and it's always a, a, a change with just the way you see targets, read targets, the lead, all that stuff, because the light just at night is just totally different. I don't know how to explain it until you do it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're looking forward to get your feedback and input after you're done. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Thank cool. you. Cool. Thanks, Dalton. Appreciate right. it, bud. Thank you. you gonna... All right. We're here with Holly Turner. Uh, we just finished shooting the prelim here at Cardinal uh, with Holly. Holly is a D-class shooter. Uh, Holly, how long have you been shooting sporting clays? It's probably been five, six years now. Okay. What, what made you get into it? Well, actually, uh, my boyfriend's brother came to town from Dallas for a visit, and he took us out to one of our local sporting clay centers that we weren't even aware of. And uh, I think we spent a half an hour, 45 minutes shooting, and we were hooked. <laughs> actually, we stopped at Field and Stream on the way home, and I bought my first gun on the way home from that first trip out. So pretty so, much love at first sight. Love at first sight. Nice. Absolutely. You got to tell everybody what kind of, that is the prettiest little 28 gauge I've ever seen. Yes. Tell everybody what that is. That is my Siren uh, Caesar Guarini, the Tempio. I have both the 28 gauge and the 12 gauge. Um, the 28 gauge is my favorite. That's my um, favorite gun, but I did just get a semi-auto um, uh, L L4S siren gun, and mm -hmm. yeah, shot it for the first time this afternoon with you guys. I remember so. at the state shoot, we were shooting the super sporting, and I thought, man, we came upon the station. I said, I feel sorry for her. She's shooting at 28, at 28 gauge. She's going to struggle, you know. And I got up there, and I think out of the six birds at that peg, I think I dropped two or three, mm -hmm. and I turned around, and Holly mm -hmm. ran the whole station, I and I wanted to throw I... my gun down the road and yeah. stomp on That's it. That's right. Yeah. I think yeah. I beat all five of you boys. Yeah, yeah, you beat us all. I mean, she basically <laughs> took home the, the bragging rights that night uh, with her little 28 gauge, the mighty 28. That's right. We don't talk about any of the rest of that evening, but that one station. That, that's the one that was <laughs> I beat That was all your boys. claim to fame. That was it. Now, I know you've done a couple night shoots. Uh, uh -huh. What do you think's interesting or different or unique about the night shoot? I think it's ju it's just that fall feeling that you know is kind of in the air. You know, the leaves a turn. There's typically fires burning when it's colder. Um, we don't we're not having fires this this go round because it's warmer out. But it's just a different setting. Um, kind of again transitioning into that fall night feeling you know the the birds look a little different it's mm -hmm. just a little some of them are more challenging it's it's fun and then when it's cold and if it snows at night it's okay it's cold and a little miserable <laughs> but it's really neat it's it's very enjoyable it's yeah. a lot of fun it's different and we've seen a lot of that because two years ago our first night shoot it was snowing sideways so you're trying to pick an orange bird out of white little dots <laughs> yes. in the sky and then you're also freezing to death last year we didn't get any snow 
but it was really bitter cold. I mean, it was mm -hmm. everything you could do to stay warm out there in between stations. Mm -hmm. And then today, I mean, I don't know how we lucked into this. T-shirts. I mean, yeah, it's t-shirt you know, weather in November here in Ohio. It's, it's unheard of. Yeah. We haven't <laughs> talked about that. I mean, this is incredible. It's El Nino. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better, a better day to have a Sporting Clays tournament in Ohio in early November. I would have never thought this possible, to be honest with you. Never, and I'm loving every minute of it. So we so asked far. you what kind of gun you're shooting, what kind mm -hmm. of shells you shoot. Well, it, kind of changing things up a little bit. I had shoulder surgery a year ago, so we actually found some really super light loads, some 7-8 seven, seven ounce 980 uh, speed, uh, the Winchesters, and those work really well in my 12 gauge over under. Um, today in the semi-auto, we're um, shooting the, um, what are they, 1 ounce 1200s, and um, it kicks, it was, I'm not used to that, and I'm not used to the semi-auto, so it was kicking my shoulder a little bit. It's a little tender, but I'm yeah. going to keep at that. But I'm going to try maybe the, the lighter loads in that semi-auto just to see if it'll Being here at the night shoot, me. one of the things that Sean and I talked about throughout the day today was the struggle we had last night. You know, they've got it really well lit here. I think the, mm -hmm. the Spangler boys do a great job lighting everything up. You can see the targets playing today, but you can't help is the black background you can't there's nothing to judge distance off of and it's it's a challenge but i think that's what makes it fun you know well on the red course you still for most of the stations we still have the trees that are a little lit up i think that help on the red course and even you know in the field you still have the buildings that that help right i think it's the blue course which we're going to shoot tonight yeah, that's going to be the challenge there, there is nothing to gauge them out there so, so let's talk about that you shot the red course last night mm -hmm. and to the, today you shot the prelim yep. on the blue course mm -hmm. how did you do what did you think of the targets so last night um i i haven't been shooting a lot uh lately i don't it's probably been a good month month and a half since i've recovered from so, shoulder surgery yeah, yeah, i can't yeah. blame you right kind of taking it slow so last night i did okay i got mm, maybe half a little over half i can't remember my score exactly because i wasn't real excited about it <laughs> but uh somewhere around half um today i did a little worse than that i think um the the course to today the prelim was it was set pretty challenging i mean there were some pretty easy fluff birds out there here and there and those for me fluster me because i'm used to doing the hard ones and focusing <laughs> and um you know it, it's hard for me to trans transition back to the softer ones but well, there were that's a few of those the, the, the challenge out here i mean you go from one station where the birds are close and slow and then the next station they're 50 yards out and going 60 miles an hour but yeah that's the fun that's in it right it that's why it's different than yeah. trap or skeet it's every every station's different that's why i really love this sport absolutely so what keeps you coming back holly um is a female what has been known as a predominantly male sport Obviously, that doesn't intimidate you, but if, if there was a girl that was intimidated, she wants to get into sporting clays, what would you say to her? What would be your advice to her? I, I would say just don't even think about, you know, it being a male-dominated sport. It try, try it, you know, get get out there and get find a friend. Um, a lot of the clubs have training folks that, you know, you can get connected with and just just go you know for a walk around with with a trainer i mean it you you don't know how enjoyable this sport is until you are actually out there doing it like i said 
when we first started, we hadn't done any of this stuff. I don't think I had even ever shot a shotgun. Um, and, and I bought my gun, first gun, on the way home from the first time. <laughs> That's it, awesome. That's I mean, awesome. It, was, it was love at first shot. Well, and for everybody out there, you don't necessarily have to go out and drop the money on a new gun. Mm-hmm. Most no. of your courses are going to have guns that you can rent. Absolutely. So you can try out everything from a semi-auto mm-hmm. to an over-under, a 20-gauge, 12-gauge, and everything in between. So you can try things out, see if you like it, mm-hmm. see what works for you. That's right. Without investing a ton of money and kind of get your feet wet. That's right. And then if you do fall for it, well, then, yeah, go on out there and, and grab your gun and get after it. <laughs> I would right. say that's the one thing, and you tell me if you agree, the one thing about the sport is the targets are a great equalizer. They don't care if it's a man or a woman shooting at them. They don't care if the person shooting at them is 80 or 8, right? Yes. They're all going to fly <clears throat> the same for everybody. So it's an equalizer. And it is, and I it, it is, and that is a great point. But women's physiques are different and guns that are made for men fit women differently and that is a challenge that I had early on and that's when I stumbled on Siren. I don't know, I should get something for... Um, well, maybe they'll send you a couple t-shirts <laughs> or some, uh, some stickers. But or I cannot least. say more. Uh, any, I, I, I just love the Siren guns. I mean, I, you know, I put the, my first Siren on my shoulder. I first over under Elos. Um, I put it on my shoulder and it fit perfectly. Sight line was perfect. No adjustments needed. It just felt like it was meant to be. And like I said, the the difference between shooting a gun made for a man and a gun that's made to fit a woman's body, it really is. It, it is very important, and it's made, it made a difference for me. I yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah. Gun fit's important for everybody. I mean, it, I'm absolutely. I'm, I'm six three, three hundred and fifty pounds. Jason, what are you like five ten? Uh, you know, you have different statures, so mm-hmm. the, the gun fit is so important. Just like golf clubs, just like uh, shoes, just like anything, you got to have it fit for you to make to make it work right. That's so right. It, yeah. you definitely got to spend your time and get something that works for you. Well, Holly, thank you for spending a few minutes with us. We really appreciate it. Um, well, this is what we're all about. We're trying to bring more and more people into the sport, and I think what you just threw out there, information-wise, is going to be very helpful. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I hope you don't kick our butts too bad tonight. <laughs> but uh, thank there's you no for fear sp- there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for spending some time with us. Really sure. appreciate it. Sure, thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, I appreciate Holly. it. We appreciate your time. Yep. All right, we are here with Arthur Ainsley. Arthur, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? How long you been shooting? What class do you shoot? I'm 31 years old. I've been shooting competitively for about 15 years. Started off shooting trap, and then. Uh, Kind of got a little bored with that and started to venture into sporting clays and I've been shooting that ever since. I'm in master class now, so I'm enjoying it every bit I can. What kind of gun you shoot? Usually a Kohler. Um, I played around with a couple different things, shooting a Yieldies right now, but usually a Kohler. And what shells do you shoot? Depends on what's on sale that week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been known to shoot Federals. Uh, I really like the Bernagi Golds, uh, Fiocchis. Um, Never tried being peas. Uh, but usually, whatever whatever I can get my hands on. Now, uh, you've shot the night shoot here before, haven't you? I have. Okay, and you shot last night? Yes. All right, what did you think about the course? It was a good course. Uh, it's different. You know, most sporting clays are shot in the daytime, but uh, this is different. Shooting it at night is a little bit different. What kind of things do you think uh, affect a shooter versus the daytime versus the night? 
definitely the lights. The lighting is totally different. Um, you know, at nighttime, your tire or your lights are going to always be behind you, shining down on targets. That creates a totally different shadow. The target looks like it's going at different speed. Angles are different. All kinds of different things are. It, it's a totally different world at night. It's always interesting. We look forward to it. I mean, it's a challenging course. Uh, mm -hmm. The guys at Cardinal do a great job every time they set any kind of a tournament up. Uh, but definitely shooting at night, it, it is. It's it's different. I mean, I struggled last night. I'll be honest with you. Hopefully tonight, my eyes are doing a little little better but when you don't shoot at the night very often it's kind of hard to, to get your brain adjusted and figure out your leads and figure out your depth perception it's, it's a challenge absolutely did you shoot the prelim today? i did shoot the prelim what today. did you think of the targets uh they were good targets they were good uh tournament targets some tough ones some easy ones they were that was a good blend i'd say there was a lot of technical targets in it too there were definitely a lot of technical targets a lot of targets with three phases of movement but they they were they were breakable. So what do you you're in master's class? You know, obviously you have a trap background. But what do you do now for practice? I know you compete a lot. I see you at Eagles Nest and Cardinal and Hillendale. What what do you do for practice? For practice, when I get off work in the afternoon, I'll go home and I'll shoot a hundred targets every night in the backyard. Set up one target and I will shoot that target over and over and over and over again until it's down pat. And then the next night, I set the trap up totally different, do something else. So basically, don't do it till you get it right. Don't do it till you can't get it wrong. Absolutely. Right. So good. if you had one piece of advice, you know, that's one of the things we're trying to work on with this podcast is bring new people into shooting. You kind of worked your way up from the bottom, you know, and you came from a different discipline. What would be, if you had one great piece of advice to give a new shooter or somebody that's interested in coming into sporting clays or competing, what would that be? Get out there and do it. Just find somebody that, that's into the sport that really likes to shoot, latch onto them, and have a blast at it. Just get out there and shoot. I'll guarantee if you try it, you're hooked. Yeah, and we've, we've met an awful lot of great people in this sport. I mean, everybody, all walks of life, all ages, uh, great people. Uh, great people you can learn from, great people you can uh, you can teach. I mean, it, it's just, there's so many nice people in the sport. I can't, I can't say enough about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And everybody's can... willing to help, it seems like, at some oh, point. If you ask for absolutely. somebody for help, they will help you. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. You know, you start off around with uh, six people on a squad. You got five guys that you don't know, and by the end of the round, you're best friends with them. Yeah. Now, yeah, now yeah, you know absolutely. them for life. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like it. <laughs> nothing like it. Yep, for sure. Well, Arthur, thank you very much. I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Um, this has been awesome. Uh, maybe we'll get you on on a future episode. Uh, it'd be nice to maybe have you come in and sit down with us and talk about this some more. But we wanted to get your opinion on the night shoot, and uh, thank you again. Appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, good luck shooting tonight, Arthur. Thank you, you guys, too. All right. All right, Sean Alley and Jason Rambo back. Uh, got a friend of ours who is a novice shooter, uh, not actually registered yet with the NSCA. Uh, Joe English uh, out of Johnstown, Ohio. We've known Joe for several years and he is here tonight to shoot his first registered tournament as a competitor. And uh, Joe, what made you come out tonight to uh, to shoot this tournament? Oh, just the excitement and stuff that I hear that you guys have at these events and what you experienced last year and, you know, the opportunity to come out this year to do it and now the weather and stuff's beautiful. So yeah. it's just getting to be asked for a more perfect evening. Well, you're jumping off both feet in the fire shooting a night shoot here at Cardinal. I mean, I think it's called the pilgrim shoot at night. I keep calling it the night shoot, but we've... Uh, That's just what we call it. Yeah. <laughs> Sean and I look forward to this all year. It's one of our favorites. It's it's a cool atmosphere. What? Uh, so you're going to be starting in D class, right? Am I correct in saying that? Or are you shooting the novice class? Novice. You're shooting the novice, novice class. Right. 
So this will actually be your first experience yeah. with a with a registered tournament. Um, now you just got back from South Dakota. Did a little pheasant hunting out there, didn't you? Yep. How'd you guys do? We did really good. We had an excellent time. The weather was fantastic. The guides were great, and the birds were plentiful. Gotcha. So had a really yeah. good time. So you're not really new to shooting necessarily. It's just this is going to be a little bit new on the tournament scene. Yeah, the tournaments. Yes. Gotcha. I know there's a lot of people out there that are nervous about getting started into registered targets and. We can tell you that uh, usually you get out here and start shooting them, you're going to get hooked. It's a dangerous thing. It's slippery slope. So we, uh, we're we going to follow back up with you here this evening after you shoot it and get your thoughts and see what you Great. thought about it. Great. What kind of gun are you shooting there, Joe? Oh, just an old used Browning. Something <laughs> I picked up along the way. Satori or? <laughs> yeah. Browning, Satori, what kind of shells are you shooting? Uh, I'm going to shoot some Federals tonight. One ounce? Uh, ounce and an eight. Ounce and eight. Seven yeah. halves or eight? Seven and a half. Seven halves. Okay. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah. Those will look good for you here. Well, Joe, we want to wish you the best of luck tonight. I hope you have a lot of fun, and uh, we'll follow back up with you afterward to get your thoughts on this. Great. All Thanks, right. guys. Thanks, Joe. All right, we're back with the uh, conclusion of the Pilgrim's Night shoot here at Cardinal. I uh, got Joe English again. We interviewed him before the shoot started, and just want to get some final thoughts. Joe, what'd you think? I thought it was fantastic. I really uh, appreciate everybody, and things went really smooth, and we shot good, and uh, quite a really nice event. I never shot at night before, and uh, it was really a fantastic time. And yeah, what do you think about hitting those targets in the dark? It's a little different, isn't it? It's it's different, and it's a lot easier on the concentration, I think. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely a whole different perspective than anything you ever do during the daytime. That's excellent. Well, hope you had a great time, and really uh, hope to see you back out here again. You look like you shot well tonight. Well, thank you. I hope I did well, but uh, we'll just wait and see how it posts. All right. Well, we'll get your scores here in a minute. All righty. All right, have a good night, Joe. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. We're back here with Dalton. Uh, well, what'd you think? Well, it ain't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the line of the target Yeah. at all. It is hard to read with no mm -hmm. background like that, but it was fun, though, right? Oh, yeah. It was fun. I, mean, we're shooting I enjoyed every minute of fun. it, but it just... <laughs> Wasn't my day on the course for yeah. score that at least. Don't feel bad. We had a, I had a bad night last night. Shot a lot better tonight. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's always a good event here at Cardinal. I guess it's just something you got to get used to. Yeah. Well, it you is. don't really get a lot of chances to do it. So I guess once a year is probably not enough practice for anybody. Yeah. So don't feel bad. For sure. I was looking at the scores. It looks like you're going to come out on top of the prelim. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Man, that's I awesome. never would have guessed that, though. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, you think you'll come back next year? Yeah. Cool. I'll come back just to shoot. Excellent. You got to shoot something, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you couldn't have hated it that much if you're coming back again, right? Well, I didn't, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I always like shooting, but it's just right. Yeah. Black, black background, orange target. You can't see it's anything different. but the target in your barrel, and it's, it's just hard to get a relationship. Yeah, it's definitely. I struggle a little bit judging depth perception leads mm -hmm. i struggle with a little bit a lot of stuff i was way out in front of that i didn't need to be yeah well, you find yourself problem. doing the same thing yep i they was did. out in front of 90 percent of the targets i missed yeah cool well right. thank you for following up with us appreciate right. it congrats appreciate on your all. prelim all right. and the, thank you the prelim. have a safe drive home you too all right we'll see you man sean that was awesome i'm glad we got to catch up with all those people that's you know Really good insight. We've got everything from two master class shooters. Um, we had you know, Jake and Luke that run the club. Yep. We had new shooters. We had female shooter. I think we got a good variety there. I, I, I know I found it very interesting. I hope our listeners do. I hope they take something out of it. And 
if nothing else, they got to come check that night shoot out for themselves. Yeah, and if they don't, you know, obviously not everybody can get to Ohio and is going to travel around, but there are night shoots being done more frequently across the country. I can't name any off the top of my head, but you'll just have to search around in your area, whether you're in Texas or Florida or South Carolina, Michigan, wherever. Um, there should be a course somewhere at some time of the year that does a night shoot, and it's really, really a neat experience. If you're used to shooting in the daytime, um, I, I urge everybody to challenge themselves, go out there and take a look at it, see what it's like. Um, you know, if nothing else, have a lot of fun, enjoy it, and then uh, make your mind up after. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my first podcast about to be in the books. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, it was great. I uh, had some uh, interesting conversations with the people at the night shoot. Uh, looking forward to our next one. We're going to, I believe, talk a little bit about traveling uh, to other shoots, and that's going to bring up a couple good points, but I'll save that for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got a little surprise for you on that one. I don't know if you know where I'm going or not. So. Uh, I got an idea, but I'm always in for a surprise. Well, you know what? If it's shiny new chokes or a trip somewhere to make you jealous, I'm going to do what I can. Oh, so. yeah, I can count on that, <laughs> can't I? All right, so, well, we're looking forward to the next one. Cool, buddy. Let's do it. All right.